Welcome back to another episode of the Major Journey Podcast, where we showcase stories from cannabis industry power players. On this week's episode, our special guest is a cannabis physician who runs the only medical cannabis and coaching clinic in Ohio. She's the owner of Green Harvest Health, a medical cannabis clinic based in Columbus, Ohio, where she brings nearly 20 years of experience in family and occupational medicine from the Cleveland Clinic, along with life and cannabis coaching to her practice. She consults with patients on a daily basis, delivers talks on medical cannabis, CBD, and wellness across Ohio. Her work involves serving as an instructor and administrator for the Cleveland School of Cannabis. She's involved with the Ohio Medical Marijuana Physicians Association. She's also a medical cannabis physician correspondent for That Stoner Show, and she's a monthly speaker at Columbus Botanical Depot. And on top of all of that, she has also developed her very own line of CBD products. And with that said, Dr. Bridget Williams, welcome to the show. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Yeah, it's it's a pleasure to have you here. And one of the things that I want to thank you for is the work that you do, not only as somebody who works with, you know, cannabis, medical marijuana and CBD, but you also incorporate the life coaching aspect into your, your clinic and your work as well. And that's something that's so fascinating because I found that when I started incorporating CBD into my wellness regimen, I started to notice that I was able to focus more. I was able mm-hmm. to kind of take a step back and take things one step at a time. And that really impacted my life in a positive way that I didn't even imagine. So mm-hmm. can you tell us a little bit about how you've been able to incorporate the life coaching and the the medical cannabis and the CBD kind of all into one encompassing you know, um, platform where you're able to, to help so many people. Absolutely. Well, my story really starts with seeing patients, family medicine, and really getting frustrated probably too early in my career. Um, (laughs) for every patient, there's a diagnosis for every diagnosis. There's a pill. If you don't like the pill, you take another pill. If you have side effects, there's a pill for your side effects. And I felt like I knew more. I felt that I, Um, just my training, I was taught to do more and really felt like patients were frustrated as well. So I had a couple of patients at the time, diabetes, hypertension, high cholesterol patients that felt probably much more frustrated than I was. And so intuitively we started working on redefining what wellness meant to them. How did they get to their diagnosis? What changed in their life? Um, We often look at wellness as far as what is your age, your weight, your blood pressure, blood sugar, your cholesterol level. And if those numbers are great, then we say you're healthy. And if they're not great, we say, oh, you should use these numbers and um, get them better and, and let that motivate you. But that's not really a motivator for a lot of patients. And so I, these are still valuable measurements, mind you. So basically with these patients, I said, I will follow the numbers, but I need you to find out what is meaningful to you as far as wellness. And each one of them found something that motivated them from the moment they would wake up in the morning. Mm -hmm. And from there, we started working on diet and exercise to help them meet their goals. And little by little over time, the, the hypertensive patient on five meds got down to one. The cholesterol patient was off of cholesterol medication entirely. And the diabetic patient, I took it off of her chart. She, she did amazing. And she was the patient that originally mentioned cannabis to me. And at the time, and this was many years ago, I was like, ah, oh, there, there's nothing to that, right? <laughs> We're not taught this in medical school or, or anything. So I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll look it up. 
And when I started doing my research, I was really shocked and surprised by the medical possibilities that were out there for CBD, for cannabis. And so I followed her in her journey and helped her the best I could as far as timing and titration and, and how she was experiencing it. And little by little, her blood sugars were normalizing. She was sleeping better. Her stress was improving. And I took that experience and you fast forward about 10, almost 15 years. And when medical cannabis came to Ohio, I wanted to be a part of it. And I looked back at that time and realized life coaching was what I was really doing. I was setting goals with people. I was working, helping them realize what was missing and how to improve their lives. And I don't even know if I knew what life coaching was, I don't know, 15 or more years ago. So I, um, so then I decided to get uh, certified in life coaching. I wanted to do more. So I became certified as a cannabis educator as well and took a leap and decided to open my own offices so that I could really do medicine in a way that felt great for myself, right? And for the patients that I was serving, kind of addressing the issues that they always felt weren't really being addressed in their healthcare. That's really interesting. And one of yeah. the things that you just mentioned too, that, um, that really fascinates me is that you, you decided to take the route or the, the not so easy route that doesn't involve just taking a pill and saying, okay, this is going to be your quick fix, but you decided to kind of go under the hood and discover what their why or what they're driving. Absolutely. Motivator I just didn't feel like you could change things otherwise. I mean, I can give you a bunch of pills that will address the maybe biochemical issue, but the behaviors never change. And what is the emotional issues that led you to that space aren't addressed. And without the pill, then, you know, it all kind of falls apart. So I wanted to address this in a way that made more permanent changes and changes and more um, long-term changes to their belief system and how they saw themselves. A lot of what we worked on was confidence and self-esteem. Wow. Yeah. So do you think, do you think that to actually take somebody from where they are dealing with, it could be, you know, diabetes or maybe high cholesterol or something, you know, even more severe, but to actually get them to make a lifestyle change versus just kind of defaulting into, you know, taking the pill without changing their behavior. Do you think that it almost does require an element of life coaching? Because if you're not going to be motivated intrinsically enough to, and whatever it could be that, that dangling carrot, I kind of call it, it could be, you know, you're not going to be around for your kids or you're not going to be able to get out of bed in the morning unless you have two hours to actually do it because your body's so inflamed or whatever it might be. Do you feel like you kind of need to, and that may may not be the right way to put it, but like, do you think you kind of need to, you know, dangle that carrot in front of them and connect their, their, their drivers and their motivation to say, wait a second, I need to wake up and this pill isn't going to really solve my problems. I need to kind of connect the dots here and look at this from a bigger picture. Do you think that's kind of why people maybe almost need to have somebody like, like you or, like that, that motivator in their life? I, I agree. I, I definitely think so that, like I said, you can just take medication and it'll kind of put a bandaid on it, but what got you to the diagnosis needs to be addressed. And so, you know, the whole idea of motive. So I'm a psych major, you know, before my oh, cool. and all that. Right. So the idea of motivational interviewing to get people to a place where they want to change is something that we definitely address in medicine, but I don't think enough time is spent there um, to really help people the way that they need to be helped. 
And it's one thing to ask the questions that help them get to a place where they want to change, but you really need to dig in and spend a a greater amount of time with them to help them through that change, right? And so um, for some people, and particularly in this um, day and time, a lot of people are anti-medication, that they are burned out with all the pills. And that every time you go into a physician's office, instead of talking about the, how you are viewing yourself or the diagnosis, it's really just another pills added onto it. And that's why they're, they're failing, right? And so to be able to kind of dig a little bit deeper, I think is, and no, this isn't for everyone, right? But um, right. I think for a lot of people to really ask them, how did you get to the diagnosis is key to helping them get away from the diagnosis and overcome it. Wow. So, so how many years have you been involved really kind of, you know, both feed in, in the cannabis space, would you say? Um, maybe two and a half, maybe. Yeah. Have, have you noticed a difference from when you first got started about two and a half years ago to now the difference that maybe even some of your patients, uh, communicate to you when they speak to a medical professional, professional, whether it be a doctor or a physical therapist or, or somebody else, um, when they bring up, hey, you know, what about this cannabis stuff? What about this this CBD stuff? I just heard about it. Do you think this could be, you know, something that I could potentially use to get over my ailments or or improve the quality of my life? Has has that become a little bit more accepted now versus maybe two two and a half years ago, especially within the so. medical community? I th- well, I I do think so. Um, patients still have challenges, without a doubt. I still have patients that are fearful of getting kicked out of their medical practices, getting kicked out of their pain management. Hmm. But um, I have physicians that are more willing to have these conversations with their patients and would like to at least learn about what the options are, right? Um, Keep in mind that just because uh, how we see it in Ohio is going to be different from, let's say, California, right? Because it is brand new to us. And so um, just, I mean, they're I guarantee you there are people probably still in Ohio that are like, we have a medical cannabis program. And it's really the way that it's established here. Like you don't see billboards, you don't see great, everything is very um, discreet. And so it's still growing and acceptance acceptance is still having to grow, but definitely the patients that I see are different, right? Because as the word's gotten out, as they see that this isn't, some sort of druggy program, but this is really a medicinal program for people that need help. And my patients are sick patients like any other medical office. I'm seeing a wider range of patients from every walk of life that are tired of medications, um, pharmaceutical medications that may be causing more side effects or um, causing liver or kidney issues or just don't seem to be working for them or they're afraid of addiction. And so I'm getting a, my, my patient population has definitely grown in as far as the more general public over time. That's, that's cool. So you mentioned, so with being in Ohio and how it's still a little bit more under the radar than in other States, Mm -hmm. like in California, how do, I mean, you mentioned even before we got on the show and I want to bring this up a little bit later about your new mm-hmm. CBD line that you're, that you've developed. Mm-hmm. How do you go about promoting that and promoting green harvest health and educating the community? And how, how do you go about that in a area of the States where it's still really fresh and new? I'm, I'm right. 
I'm assuming there's probably some some caveats to how you go about introducing this into a community that maybe is a little bit, hmm, I wonder what, the, is this just a pot shop or what, right, what's right. the deal with this? Yeah, I had a, a friend of mine the other day say, hey, I've got some ideas for your head shop. And I was like, oh, no. I don't, that's, <laughs> that's not what I do. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> um, so I think just naturally who I am, I I generally like talking to people. Right. And I, um, even though I'm a bit of an introvert, I definitely feed off the energy of meeting people and answering their questions and what have you. So for Green Harvest Health, we, unlike a lot of those doctor's offices, I went out and did vendor tables and they were surprised to see a doctor sitting out there willing to talk to them. And I was excited to find out what were people thinking and um, what were their fears and questions and what have you? And so before COVID, um, our approach was doing vendor shows, talking to people, talking about, you know, I have a patient line. So I make myself incredibly accessible, right? Mm. So that for patients that we see, people that we do consults with, if they have additional questions, they send me a text. And, you know, I say it might take 48, I mean, 24 to 48 hours, but I'm going to answer those messages. And I think if you want to get over people's fears, you have to be able to have a conversation. And so we can advertise all day and we do all the social media and print ads or what have you that's out there. But I think what has really made us stand out is that I go out into the public. I'm knowledgeable about what, you know, we do and and what we can offer to patients. And I talk about it and, and, and I answer questions. And so I think that's what's made a difference for us. And I think people feel that I'm sincere about it. Um, So um, people feel comfortable taking that leap sometimes, you know. Um, One thing that we started doing a little bit differently because again with COVID, there's a lot of Zoom and there's a lot of talks that are going on and people, you know, that's the only way you're communicating with people. We started doing a talk called A Little Talk, A Lot of Questions. And um, it's half Zoom, half in person. So that decreases our numbers in-house. I do it at the Columbus Botanical Depot, as well as the Cincinnati Botanical Depot, which is premier CBD shop. Well, the most educated people in CBD are there, right? And um, so, you know, it keeps our numbers down and we're all, you know, safe. But I realized that I could give a 40-minute hour talk and people are exhausted, right? So I answer five questions about the topic. And then after that, they can ask me anything and everything, whether it's on topic or whether it's something totally different. Because at the end of the day, people do want to learn, but they have questions that they want answered. And um, it's gone really well. Like, And I get questions on topic and I get everything else in between. So it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it seems like education is really a big key in all of this and getting your name out there and just building that trust and that confidence with people that maybe are already kind of veterans to cannabis or maybe they're they're new to it. And one of the things that was really fascinating to me was how many different associations and organizations that you're affiliated with where you speak and you teach and you know you work with. Can you tell us a little bit about some of those and what you do and kind of the role that you play in kind of in, in your, you know, cannabis community on a local level. Right. So of course I, I teach at the Cleveland School of Cannabis and I also write their CBD curriculum. And that's been, I'm working with 
people from 18 to nearly 80 that um, are interested in either joining the cannabis industry or um, want to learn for their own health. So it really covers the gamut, which is so much fun and getting in there and learning about them and being able to provide the information that's, that helps them has been fantastic. And seeing them get in the industry has been great as well. And then um, a great deal of, well, a great deal of my time is actually spent on my nonprofit, which is GHH Community Foundation, which we have a major project called the Cannabis Can Project. And this has been a way to, number one, do community service for the community that is help, that serves and, and supports the cannabis industry here in Ohio. So we are cannabis businesses, big and small, as well as non-cannabis businesses that support this industry. And we want to give back. We've been doing virtual food drives, canned food drives. We're working on a humongous recycling program for the um, state of Ohio. So we were gonna do like a little program. And then we realized that there are millions of pieces of non-recyclable plastic going into landfills since the program opened in Ohio. So we're um, working with an organization to create a much larger, larger recycling program for the state as a nonprofit, um, as well as we do a lot of networking um, in a more collaborative way. Many times with, uh, cannabis industry people are trying to crawl their way to the top and what have you and and there's plenty of room for everyone and we can all be successful there's you know we don't have to shoot one person down to get ahead so it's been a such a positive and enriching group to be a part of and to lead and um the other part of my time is um i'm the lead physician advisor for the ohio medical marijuana physicians association so it's association of physicians that all they are all certified to recommend in Ohio, um, and they are all levels of education when it comes to cannabis. Um, but they're the physicians that want to learn more, want to create a positive program in Ohio. So they participate in this organization, and their leader is um, the director is Glenn Perry. And so um, I kind of got in there and we hit it off, right? And um, he could see where I was kind of creating a space and we figured it out of each other, right? And try to make um, programs and um, opportunities for the physicians in Ohio that allow them to be better um, cannabis um, physicians. I've noticed that in cannabis, there's a lot of folks that are just super, super into and aware about issues with the environment and just kind of reinvesting back into communities that really just need a lot more attention and energy and resources. Is that something that you found unique to cannabis more so than other industries? I'm curious. Um, hmm. So I think there is, I think just the root of, I want to say just the cannabis movement is rooted in people that tend to be activists, whether they had to because of um, it being illegal and wanting to push for legalization and decriminalization, or, um, you know, there's a rich history of cannabis users in our country, and um, they were activists for all sorts of reasons as well. So I think there's this cannabis culture that still exists that people are drawn to, right? That we care about people 
outside of ourselves and we are we go beyond the plant um, and we want to exemplify the plant, which is giving and caring and um, provides healing. And, and that's something that I really push in our nonprofit that let's try to exemplify the plant instead of kind of being scratching and crawling in business is a great model of how humans should behave. So yeah, exemplifying the plan is a big, uh, a big push on, on my end. So um, yeah, I do think there's, uh, there's a culture that's underneath cannabis um, that it's well rooted in. So absolutely. Yeah. 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 It's almost like everybody's trying to, to come together and, and show what the plant represents yes and they're really trying to make a conscious effort to say you know this isn't this you know the devil's lettuce as it was yeah. known as and we're really just trying to portray it as as what it is and how it right. can be used so yeah. that's that's so cool yeah absolutely one of the things i wanted to ask you about was i've had a lot of family and friends ask me um as they're new to cbd specifically um and then i want to get into the new cbd line that you've developed mm -hmm. i think this will transition nicely and that's how how do you have that first conversation with them and kind of help them understand you know dosing or how to go about i know there's a little bit of trial and error involved mm -hmm. but how do you usually go about that first conversation with a patient and kind of you know steer them towards a, a tincture and try to use this much or that much? How does that usually go? Because I think a lot of folks get hung up on that. Absolutely. So a, a couple of things that I always say is this is not so unusual or foreign to your body. We have an endocannabinoid system. We have these endocannabinoids that are a part of our body that are in that develop in utero, that's in all mammals mimic and look like what THC looks like, right? And so this isn't some odd idea that you're kind of putting into your body. It's something very much like what your body is already producing, okay? So that's one. Um, another one is that um, there's always a way out. So a lot of the patients I see are just terrified of being high. And I think, I don't know, movies have given people these really crazy <laughs> ideas of what cannabis feels like or what it's going to do to you. And people are, some people are still caught up into the uh, reefer madness ideas and yeah. what have you. And I always say there's a way out that if you're using THC, mm -hmm. CBD is going to block that high so that you, if you're using an equal parts, you won't really feel like a high or euphoric feeling. Um, and that if you happen to take a little bit too much, you can use extra CBD and in about 20 minutes or so, you're going to get some clarity. So I think people knowing mm -hmm. that, gosh, I have a way out um, because some people are afraid of ingesting something, but they'll put a cream on, right? And if they find that that helps their pain, then they become a little bit more curious into what is this really all about? So, and, and I, I'm conservative. I'm conservative with the dosing. And I think that makes people comfortable as well, knowing that I'm not going to slam them with high doses of anything, but we're going to ease into that dosing and see what works best for them. Yeah, no, that's, that's great advice. And when it comes to choosing a product, and this is where I want to ask you about your, your line of products as well. How did you kind of go about choosing which products to develop? And can you tell us a little bit about the products that are available from, from your line and that are available at Green Harvest Health? Sure. So um, starting out, we knew that we wanted obviously a tincture, mm -hmm. right? And we wanted full spectrum. You know, I want that 
um, you know, synergistic ensemble connection that you get from all the cannabinoids working together. And um, it's going to do the best for you in the long run. So that's where that started, right? And then we knew we wanted to have a pain cream. The number one condition that are that people are seeing in cannabis clinics is for pain, as well as all clinics in the world. The number one complaint is pain, right? And so um, we knew we needed to have those two products. Um, in addition to that, we realized that there was a segment of our patient population that, again, was still terrified of THC, even if it was 0.3% whether it was a fear of testing positive on a drug test, which you'd have to have about 2000 milligrams of a full spectrum at 0.3% THC for it to even possibly show up. And, you know, that means you're, you're guzzling it down pretty quickly for that to happen. Um, so we wanted to have a isolate that um, for the person that needed to feel good about that. And we, but we wanted an isolate that was still, effective in, um, and don't get me wrong, isolates are definitely effective, but we wanted to have something that was unique. And so we added a little CBG to our isolate. We call it awakening. And we have the um, terpene profile of Durban poison. So it's kind of like ready to go. Very um, all about clarity, focusing. People replace this with their cop instead of using coffee and they use it before their workouts. And um, so we wanted something that was kind of kind of playing into the niche of the people that were looking for that product. Of course, our full spectrum, which is called Serenity, kind of covers the gamut of sleep and um, anxiety um, and pain issues. And our pain cream is our number one seller. Our freeze cream is amazing. After that, we started looking at a body butter. I have eczema. I wanted something that might help my eczema instead of using steroids. And it's my favorite product, right? And so we have a very rich 400 milligram CBD cream that don't touch my, like, I love it. I absolutely love it. And then um, after that, we wanted a gummy. So we added a gummy um, full spectrum again um, with added CBG as well. And so that's kind of how we created the collection that we have. And we curated it with different processors um, across the United States because some people are great at one thing and not at the other. And we wanted this unique collection instead of just going to somebody who would just white label for us, we wanted to create a unique collection of products that really exemplified who we were and who are, what our patients needed. Um, after having that for, I guess, almost two years, um, we were getting requests about the uniqueness of our brand. And so we started working with a single processor to mimic our entire line and to create our white label. And um, which, I mean, he's amazing. This is also the person I work with when we're doing custom products as well. So they're, they're like <laughs> magicians, you That's know, so cool. and so they do incredible work. Yeah. So very, very cool people. And um, so we, like I said, we have our white label and, and the difference between our white labeling as opposed to anyone else is that not only are you getting this product, not only is it going to say doctor recommended on the label, but you get a service that I provide education to our client and to their patient or their client population if they so choose. So we'll do, because well you to work with us um and who's not doing well with their cbd 
they have access to me so that I will look at their medical um, diagnoses and how they're using their CBD because there are little nuances that make all the difference in whether the CBD will work for you. Sometimes it's the method of administration. Sometimes it's, you know, you're not taking enough. Sometimes you're taking too much, you know, um, or the medical conditions that they have might actually be burning out the medication, the CBD before it even gets to have a chance to absorb. So um, we work with people to, we work with those clients and that's a part of our service, right? So they're not only getting a white label product sent to them, but they're getting education so that they can serve their client population better and that we're there to also serve their clients. So we have a lot of fun with it. Yeah, that sounds that sounds like something that a lot of folks need that I think I think you've really nailed it too with the service part because you can deliver a great product, but if somebody isn't is still a little bit new to how to actually take advantage of yeah. it you know, what's the, what's the tool good? For? Absolutely. Absolutely. So, yeah, so I'm excited and um, we've had great clients that are new to um, the CBD industry and, but they are knowledgeable as well now. So that feels good. Yeah. Yeah. No, that must be an incredible feeling. Yeah. 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 So, so if, um, if people want to connect with you, connect with Green Harvest Health, check out some of your products, which I think I'm actually going to check out the Awakening tincture. Yeah, no, I love it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so the best way or the easiest way to get in touch with us is at greenharvest.health. So instead of a .com, it's a .health. So that is our website. You will find information about our medical cannabis office, about our life coaching, and about our CBD products. So that's probably the easiest way to connect. Um, we also, I also have Dr. Bridget MD, which has more to do with my speaking and life coaching um, part of it as well. And so those are probably the best ways to um, get in touch with us. Greenharvest.health and drbridgetmd.com are the best ways to reach out to us. And I'll be happy to talk to you. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Dr. Dr. Bridget Williams, I appreciate you spending time with us today and sharing all your knowledge and letting us know what's going on with Green Harvest yes. Health. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us and thank you to the listeners and we will see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. It's Justin Benton, host of the Miracle Plant Podcast, where we discuss this miracle plant that goes by so many names and how it's helping people in so many extraordinary ways. So if you love this plant and you want to hear a story that tugs on those heartstrings and learn more about this plant, then head on over to the Miracle Plant Podcast. You'll be glad you did.